got a very special guest joining us today, Mr. John Kaye from the working class. Kaye, do you prefer, I pronounce it Kaye, French? Uh, well, I, I am French. My family is French. Yeah. Uh, so either way, you know, I'll, I'll adapt to who I'm with, you know. So when people say Cayenne. Cayenne, I'm French that day. Yeah. You know, so, so. <laughs> right on. So uh, once again this week, we got uh, Jason Boissonneau, co-host, and uh, myself, Corey McGee, physical specimen. How are you? I'm doing all right. Good, good. Yeah. Everybody having a good week this week? Yeah. It's, it's getting there, yeah. It's yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. Pretty fun. Yeah. It's going to be an even better week weekend, I should say. Yeah, long weekend. Labor Day. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. So, so it's like uh, Labor Day. You're not supposed to wear white after Labor Day? I think that's right, because white's like the summer color, but, and then you're ushering in the new season, but right? But isn't the every day technically after Labor Day? Every that's day point. after? Yeah. When, when are you before, when are you after? It's technically... So, I think it's summer. Nobody wears white pants in the winter. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well, you do see those, like, you, you see people in white snowsuits and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But nobody's busting out white pants, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> White snowsuits. Army guys, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, well, you, you, we all know that girl who's wearing nothing but a full-on white snowsuit oh, yeah. and, like, D.C. fur boots and uh, stuff like that. We live in Timmins. Come we've on. been to Camp Scotia. We, we know what's up. Yes. People are wearing white yes. after Labor Day. <laughs> so, Johnny, how's it going? Good. Keeping busy. Lots on the plate. Uh, just trying to get by every day. Yeah. 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 Tell it. Well, I see that you guys... Uh, posted a new show here uh that's coming up in december uh massive one yeah yeah we're, yeah we're really stoked on that we've been uh we had that under under our sleeves for the past couple of weeks so we're looking forward to announce it glad it finally came came out everybody's super stoked on it just based on like the online response and just all the messages um protests here have always been a favorite amongst people here in timmins they've took, taken the time in the past to come here uh played numerous killer shows that people are still talking about so the fact that they are coming back uh and along with them a willem scream is oh. just gonna Crazy. it's gonna be I'm surreal for that especially seeing in a small place like the working class you know what i mean we have a small capacity uh bands of that nature don't typically play that kind of forum yeah. so it's 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 gonna be a treat to those who Get Actually, in, so get your tickets now. John, if, if you want, before you, you get into too much, how about you tell us a bit about yourself and what, why you're here or, or a bit about your business? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, Good point. Great <laughs> podcasting, Jay. Yeah, Jesus. Well, <laughs> someone's got to keep, keep us on us track. On track. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't even, I, don't, I don't even know like where to start. You know, I came here in 1982. <laughs> and uh you know i just and and never left i've just, been, womb, I just been thrown into a like a mess of of situations and tried to get out alive but uh no uh, i don't know i've been uh, doing concerts here in the city uh in one place or another whether it be like a friend's parents basement community center uh bar wherever and that's kind of i guess i don't want to say my claim to fame but that's mostly how people know me in the community and stuff like that and it got to the point that, uh, you know, I played in some local bands as well. Uh, our shows were kind of getting popular. A lot of people were coming out to them. And then, boom, finally we got a chance to own our own venue. So that's kind of the point that we are at right now. And we're in the process of just bringing anything that we think might stick to the wall at the working class, you know. We uh, we like punk rock and hardcore and stuff like that, so... Right. Yeah, That's kind of what we. But we you guys bring. have done a good job of catering to different musical tastes. Yeah, we don't just we, really sticking in that. Uh, the, the I, I guess getting pigeonholed into the punk rock hardcore scene. Yeah, we oh. get we get pigeonholed a lot, um, which is whatever. You know, like I said, it's our area of interest. I mean, look at us. <laughs> but uh, we but do. That's sort of unfair. But, but we do try to uh, kind of broaden our horizons. We've had like you know hip hop shows, folk shows. Uh, you know, and despite like. Um, you know our our core interests. We do. We are just music fans across the board. So we try to bring mm. whatever, whatever we think people are gonna be into. So yeah, that's kind of like that's that's what I do. You know, I just bring bands to town. Uh, just work with artists. Just try to present them with a forum to, uh, to, to you know, let it all out at. And like on top of all that, like I've just toured with a bunch of bands, and I've always kind of been rooted into music one way or another. So. So you've got some personal relationships that have kind of facilitated this. It's it's when somebody says they've fallen into a job, uh, a lot of that could could be exemplified by your situation. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like you know, once you kind of get immersed in anything, opportunities present themselves. Uh, you know, in my case, it's music, and just from doing shows, I kind of opened up the doors to like going on tour with other bands. Uh, you know, hence opening a, a bar and stuff of mm -hmm. that nature. So. It's, uh, it's provided a lot of opportunities, some good and some bad, but... Uh, 
some uh, bad opportunities. <laughs> what kind? What kind of bad yeah, opportunities? I, <laughs> I mean, that's it's juicy stuff. You don't need to get into anything too specific. Yeah, but I, I don't mean, know, like, like, I don't know. It might be some TMZ kind of topic. Oh really? <laughs> My goodness. Okay. No, it's uh, but no, it's like you know, there's a, like it's a learning curve, right? Like uh, um, just being in the, in the music industry, even just at the level that we are at, you know, by no means it's like, you know, trying to sound like, yo, we're in the music industry, you're doing big things because it's not always big things, but uh, some opportunities are good. Some opportunities are bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think uh, just recently over the past uh, year, there's been a huge, or I, probably a little bit more than over the year, there's been uh, the big debate online, especially on social media, seeing people talking about lo- like local events and uh, and live music, especially. And uh, I, if you want to shed some light a little bit more on that process that you're talking about, like opportunities coming up and uh, how this all gets facilitated, because I think there's a lot of, I want to say, not, not ignorance, but... Uh, a misunderstanding out there and maybe even some misinformation for people who don't necessarily understand the process that goes in to bringing live entertainment to town. And even just that, that term of saying we're bringing live entertainment to town. Um, it's, it's very much a job, right? It's very much a, a business opportunity and something that, that you're facilitating. So if you can shed some light a little bit on that and why, uh, it, you think, anyways, in your head, it, it hasn't necessarily filtered through to the general public. Well, everybody's an expert on everything online, right? So <laughs> oh, it's, not gonna, it's not going to take uh, too much to kind of. I subscribe I can, to a lot of forums. Yeah, so yeah. I well, I'm I'm on the Timmins page, so like you know, you can <laughs> see the, you can see a lot of stuff that's taken place. But it doesn't take too much to kind of get people up in arms about anything. Uh, and, and the first and foremost is something we need to kind of establish is like the, it's an industry, you know what I mean? Just like anything else, whether it be like, you know, mining, uh, uh, you know, some type of clerical industry, whatever people are working within it. Right. So the fact that people are, you know, actually taking the initiative to make an event happen is, is like the first thing that's cool, you know? So, you know, like you said, there's a lot of events that are sprouting up around town, a lot of f- festivals, which is is fantastic, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. uh, people are taking things into their own hands. You can't expect a city to do stuff like that. No, of course. Because, like, the city of... Tr- <laughs> like, sure, the city does get involved in certain things, like in other markets and that, mm-hmm. but this is like a, purchasing talent and, like, bringing bands to town. That's not the city's responsibility. You know, that's like the independent... That's a private sector, you know? Places like... House of Blues, Live Nations, and other bigger markets take care of stuff like that. Not the city of Toronto. Yeah, exactly. But uh, people should just be appreciative, you know? Like, we went from not getting very much, and now, like, there's all types of stuff that's happening, some successful, some not. Mm -hmm. And, like, obviously, you're not going to start off with, like, the biggest band on the the billboard charts or stuff. And, I don't know, like, the Timmins Festival Event Committee, they're doing some really cool stuff with what Mm -hmm. they did with Rock on the River. Absolutely. You know, people need to take note about that. For a first-year festival, that's Mm mind-blowing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So hats off to them. I know how much work it takes. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a huge risk taking that on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, as a promoter myself, you take a huge risk by enlisting a band. You know, you got to not only pay this band, but you got to take it, take care, take care of facilitating it. You know, before mm-hmm. we had the bar, we didn't even have a, a dedicated venue. Like I said, we're exactly. going, we're going anywhere. You know what I mean? So there's a risk in like taking on all these expenses in order to make this venture, you know, stay afloat. Uh, so I don't know. I don't. I just don't really think people you know, maybe appreciate all the hard work that go into it or, or maybe they're just not aware of it, but it, there is a lot of work that goes into putting on such an event and like mm-hmm. all the people that are involved and I don't know. And I think even the idea of, of looking at uh, something and, and I'm glad you mentioned the Timmins Festivals and Events Committee because I think their event was extremely successful. Yeah, good for and, them. And what they've done is uh, like looks like it's, it's really great. Um, however, I did have uh, a conversation with one of the organizers once and, and kind of talked to him about maybe the, the differences, because I, I don't necessarily think it's just a larger scale of what you're doing. Because from what you explained to me, it sounds like um, what you're doing is, is, is you're working within an industry and you're, you have your, your market and how and, and what fits into that market, right? Whereas it, if you're essentially fundraising money so you can you can bring a band in or bring or, or run a festival uh, once a year, that might be facilitated in a different way, right? You're not you're not necessarily fostering an industry where people can work within that industry, mm-hmm. whether it be you know in production or uh, in entertainment, right? Like you're going to have that once a year festival, which might put your community on the map. 
but is not necessarily going to make your community part of part and parcel of that that larger industry, right? Yeah. Well, it's all it's a it's a collective, right? Everybody's offering their own piece of the puzzle. Everybody's offering like their own piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, they offer that. You know, Rock on the River Festival. We mm-hmm. offer. You know, the shows taking place at the Working Class Heart of Gold Fest. There's a kayak challenge. Uh, there's you know a ton of other events going on throughout the city. Oh yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's everybody's bringing a piece of the puzzle to the you know arts and, and music culture of the city. And like next thing you know, boom, we're on that next level, right? And it's just like these are all, all like subjects and like pieces that that integrate well together and work well together. Yeah. So, so John, I have a question. You're saying that it's like an industry, or it, it is an industry. Absolutely. And you're right. Absolutely, an industry. But so, what were the barriers that it's only now being kind of more developed and actually becoming a thing? What what in your mind? didn't allow a community like Timmins or other communities in the North to be able to develop that type of industry or even have an industry? Uh, well, really maybe somebody has kick, kickstart things, right? You know what I mean? You start, somebody starts a fire and it catches, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe there wasn't somebody at the time that was, you know, out there kind of bringing things to the forefront. Uh, I like to think that we're some of the people who have consistently been doing it. Like we're 10 years mm-hmm. in deep to this and like mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere and we're just consistently bringing live level of entertainment maybe people are paying more attention um to me like this has always been extremely relevant you know live music in the community for Mm -hmm. a very long time so it's kind of like you know other people kind of questioning it and stuff now are bringing it like you know to to the forefront of discussions it's like well where you been (laughs) you're like you're a little late to the dinner party in my opinion Mm -hmm. but the more people that are like kind of getting in board on board paying attention to it it's just like that that's great but uh, I don't know why, like, why is it happening now? Maybe because there's just more, like, there's more players on the field, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just getting a little bit more attention and uh, the game's getting a little bit more exciting. So Yeah, and we've to- talked about this on the, on the podcast before is how um, anybody with a computer or a phone now can have an opinion and have that opinion shared with anyone, right? I haven't said anything for a while, and I think that's outrageous. And that's outrageous? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's... It, He's it, always got an opinion. <laughs> Yeah, it's a. I don't know. It's right. it, it has its uh, its ups and downs, right? It could just spread, you know, very informative educational opinions, or it could just spread like daggers, right? yeah. like that are just like not people just like fall, to complain. Fall, yeah, people find anything oh, to complain about, but uh, you know, it, it could be also used to spread false knowledge and I don't know misinformation. Yeah. This idea that you know so and so said that it costs this much money to bring this band to town, or blah blah blah, and. You know these these people were able to bring this band. So why, why can't we bring these guys? So and so, yeah, it, it really doesn't. There's matter. there's so many factors to determine why a band doesn't come here. I think anybody who has an understanding of like how touring artists work and like how purchasing talent takes place, uh, like they're not going to be chiming in online about this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just like for one, just like any other place of business, like it's one unprofessional to just get on like some forum or message board and start like you know talking about specifics about how much a band costs or why they're not mm-hmm. coming here it's just like no like the people that are in the know and that really you know hold any weight they're not out there doing no. silly no. kind of things like that. that exactly they don't have time to in that kind of debate no yeah. it's just like you're getting trolled if you're if you're if you're kind of lured into like that kind of d- discussion um you know it all boils down to people who want to do it and like you know it's it's like uh, a demand for it too right now there's obviously we've been starved for entertainment in the community for mm-hmm. a very long time and now people have had enough and people want it you know and it, and it's cool so like as long as people keep asking for it and showing up and which is obviously key right like you know you need mm-hmm. people at these events in order for them to be successful um, not only from just like ticket sales perspectives, but, you know, concessions, uh, you know, vendors on hand and stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, for it to be like a truly profitable venture for everybody in the community. Right. Do you think that pre-sales are a big, a big deal? Well, like, I d- as big of a deal as they're made out to be. Well, 100%. Like I tell you, I sleep a lot easier the night before a show knowing that I got some pretty good ticket sales, gotcha. you know, or even the week before. Uh, but to be honest with you, there's been some shows that, that, you know, should have been canceled based on pre-sales, but we decided to tough it out till the end. And then thank God we didn't cancel it because 95% of our ticket sales come at the door. Yeah. Uh, I just find a lot of people like maybe fly by the seat of their pants when it comes time or like think, Oh yeah, there'll be tickets later. There'll be tickets later. But I'll tell you, it's kind of the culture is kind of breeding right now that like, you know, especially at a small capacity venue, like the working class, they get your tickets quick because yeah. especially uh, those know, big shows. I, absolutely. And then people get bummed out. They can't get to it. And it's like, Oh man, like, you know, we went from 
not being able to fill up every show to like telling like some of our close friends, oh man, we're at capacity. I'm sorry, sorry, man. Can't do much about it. Yeah. So it's I, like you're the most liked and then the most hated all in one one night. And I'm sure you're getting text messages from people like me. Yeah. On the day of, hey man, hey man. Yeah. I, but, I just put my daughter to bed. Can you let me in? Yeah, absolutely. But you you're like a you're an OG vet. You know what <laughs> I mean? OG. So it's just like you paid your dues and like you know you you played you played the sold out shows to the shows where there's been five people. So you got that pass. Oh, get there in. we go. So. That's that's good to know. We don't we don't need to necessarily put that in the podcast. We'll <laughs> just. Any any young kid who comes to a show or anybody comes to a show, yeah, I'm Corey McGee. <laughs> so oh, it's right. like it's come a, right in, sir. Oh, the OG vet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but that said, you know what? That's we we kind of focused a lot about um, the the negativity that comes along mm-hmm. with with putting on this kind of stuff. But uh, all in all, you know, despite all that negativity, you guys were able to put on some some really good stuff over the past year. Pretty good uh, events, yeah. Yeah, you guys had been uh, involved with the well, obviously you guys had spearheaded the Heart of Gold Fest and had been involved with the Bacon Fest as well. Um, you know, you want to talk a little bit how those things have how those things came together, how you even got the idea to say, you know what, listen, we're we're going to start a festival, and where do you see these things kind of going from here? You know, um, like I'm glad you said, like you know, turn it to a positive light because the reason we do this is positive. You know, um, we just feed off each other. Like you know, every, every show I do, I'm like, I got to do something better than that. I got to get a bigger band. I got to get like a, you know, I got to plan something just bigger. You know, I'm always kind of that like personality, personality wise. That's kind of how I how I think. Um, as far as Heart of Gold Fest went, it was just kind of like I always wanted to. Um, do a festival i always talk to my friend brandon Thayer all the time about it like and mm-hmm. be like yo man i'm gonna do a festival he's like yo you should and then we kind of brainstormed back and forth and then <clears throat> i was like whoa how am i gonna go about this and i shit you not that the heart of gold fest was a total accident like i had a series of people contact me for shows all very cool bands and i booked them three days in a row so there would have been three shows in a row. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a tough pitch. Like, these are good bands that warrant, you know, a good crowd at every show. I'm like, there's got to be a way I can make all this happen without a hitch. So I started thinking, I'm like, well, this could be the foundation of my festival. So we just basically kind of looked at all our resources, uh, who we could get in contact with. And then we just pulled it out of our pulled the rabbit out of the hat so to say and uh, a lot of people came together to make it possible uh, we got a good partnership going with radical gardens and they helped us out as being one of our keynote sponsors paps blue ribbon who's just like a huge contributor to like the music and art scene uh like you know in north america in general you know what mm-hmm. i mean like they they were you know took an interest in our community and uh of course like bands like silverstein who are like internationally active uh have sold a million plus records uh, who are still incredibly relevant uh, for like their post hardcore music and uh, are still putting out like world class albums. Yeah, so and, anybody who says no relevant artists are coming to town, yeah. full of shit. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I hate what, to what be are you like, listening to? Yeah. like, yo, yeah. you, dude, you're not cool. <laughs> like, and, like some people, some people are like, yo, I never heard of Silverstein. It's just like, well, then, dude, you, you need to get you. out a little bit more. Like, yeah. not to not not to knock like top forty music because I love top forty music. I was raised on it, you know. But uh, there's 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 sounds outside the FM and the AM airwaves, you especially know I mean? today. And P- there's no Absolutely. excuse to not be ex- exposed to that. Absolutely. Like when I got when Silverstein decided, yeah, we wanted, to, and I think that speaks volumes of. of that band uh, themselves to take a chance on a first year festival and come out here and put on a, a, a hell of a show uh, no like that, that was killer you know not only we had Silverstein but we had Big Wake you know who were like an institution in skate punk you know and Dream like come it, true for it, us. yeah for for all of us like that's that was my bread and butter growing up you know like listening to that was my first real taste of punk rock and like I'm still like heavily affected by it so they have like bands like Silverstein Bigwig and then we had bands like Moon King and we had Lost Love uh we had We Were Sharks the Penske File uh we had La Forge Oh we had wow, La Forge man. right wow. Who are those like, guys Who are those guys <laughs> some some pretty good looking guys Well I, I mean but uh we had Head Down we had when they had hair yeah, yeah more hair and uh, we even had, like, even our warm-up show, we had, like, Comeback Kid, you know what I mean? Yeah, so these, no are, these are all, like, big bands. I don't care if you put this festival, like, that put that festival, like, in Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, wherever, you know? That's well that's turning heads. Like, it's yes. well-attended. And, uh, you know, I, and it's, like, the first type of festival of its nature 
in Timmins, you know, it's like an urban festival. It's like clubs, you know, it's kind of like Pusa Fest in Montreal. It's like North by Northeast, South mm-hmm. by Southwest, you know, stuff of that nature. A few clubs in the city playing bands. Like, and to be honest with you, all the clubs, all the shows were full from Thursday night onward. Um, like I've been going to shows in Timmins since I've been, you know, since I grew my first pubic hair. And, uh, <laughs> long time, long time ago? That's a long time yeah, last ago. Last week, a couple years last ago. Week, last week, a couple years ago. <laughs> you know, that, that could be up to debate how long that is. But that comeback hit show for the Heart of Gold Fest was the best show I've ever seen. That was like, amazing. Like, it was like, it was sending shivers down my spine, just like the music video could have been filmed there with the energy in that room. And it, it was surreal. And I've been like, you know, I've toured the country, I've toured, uh, internationally. And I've, you know, it's, and it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday in yeah. Timmins. So it's like, and and the whole town came out. We were both there. You yep. tell they were having fun, man. Like everybody in that room oh, was having yeah. fun. You know what I mean? And that made me super proud. And like any time, like I would hear somebody say, like, "There's no music scene in Timmins. There's nothing happening." Like show them that. Show them that. Yeah. They they would be floored. They would they would, they would think they're in Toronto or yeah. at, you know in a bigger market, but not Timmins. You know? No, absolutely. But we have that type of stuff here, and like that's something that that's what gets me excited. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know you know, despite all the, you know, kind of stressful and maybe negative things about like promoting a show, when you see something like that, that's the reason you're doing it. You it know? does it for you, right? It does it for yeah. you. That's, so that's makes all, all I bad need. go away. Yeah. yeah. So with events like, uh, you know, uh, you know, had bacon fest and the heart of gold and all stuff. What, uh, my always wonder is how, how hard was it to get it going? I know you said it kind of happened by accident, but were there barriers or seen that you, that you saw that, slow things down you wish could have been fixed and were the stuff that you thought was going to be an issue and you're like no this actually wasn't that bad it was pretty easy and people who like to bitch about you know insurance or whatever they were wrong this was a lot easier than it was well to to be honest with you there's a you know i kind of went into both those projects thinking the same thing right like oh man what type of red tape am i gonna have to jump through Mm -hmm. to make this happen all i hear is that there's nobody cooperative want to do things you know, insurance, yeah, nobody's down for, you know, insurance and stuff like that. It's, it does become rather costly. But the the fact of the matter is, like, all these kind of, um, all this criteria and all, like, these this paperwork and stuff, they're, they're there for a reason. They're there to ensure that, the, you know, the public is safe at these events. Uh, but, you know, if you're just paying attention and, you, you know, you're reading what you're doing, you're, you're crossing the T's, dotting the I's. No, was, I was actually overwhelmed with the amount of support. Um, the, that the city and city officials present, like, you know, granted, offered, that, really? offered and granted us while we yeah. were doing this. Because like, there's a perception that that there's a ton of red tape to put on anything. Well, there is red tape to put on anything, but with with just cause. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, like it was manageable a, to do. Yeah, it was 100% manageable. Like, and no, you, know, and you didn't not, get the feeling that anybody was unsupportive no, of not, what you were not, trying to not do. at all. Like, in the past, you know, before we owned a business and before we were doing stuff of this nature... Yeah, you know, I might, you know, I might have been whistling a different tune, but like in hindsight, like I have an understanding of why, uh, like I have an understanding of why they might have been like that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's like these are well attended events, and you got to ensure the safety of the citizens. And you know, that sounds so punk rock, saying this, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, the no, but it's just like like there's a, there's a reason all this stuff's in place. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? And just like, uh, but no, I did not find it difficult. Like when we were doing bacon, like you know, it's challenging. It, it takes a lot of time and like you know, clerical work and just like attention to detail, but it's all manageable. Like people in the city right now want to see stuff happening. So, you know, hats off to them because That's like good. we, we had like Noella Ronaldo at the downtown BIA, uh, when we were working on bacon fest, who was like incredibly helpful, uh, very resourceful. Anytime we had any questions, concerns, like she was right there for us. And even as a business owner in downtown Timmins, if there's anything that like, I have a question about, they're accessible, they're there to help. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, so people that, like we said earlier, people are going to complain, but I don't know. The people that we've been dealing with have been uh, yes sirs, so yeah. to say, and uh, they've helped us out along the way, and we're cool. happy to have them in our corner if we do need something. Good, good. And and that's uh, that so really kind surprising. of... Surprising. Welcome yeah. surprise. No, it is a welcome surprise because I don't think anybody who, who, doesn't, uh, who isn't involved with the local business, whether that be, you know, putting on mm-hmm. events or doing anything, you know, like opening up your own shop of some kind, if you feel like you've got all sorts of uh, red tape to to go through, and and you feel like the the people you're answering to are actively working against you mm-hmm. and don't want your business to to open, they don't want your event to go down, they don't want it to be well attended or, or be a success, then it, it starts to get pretty disheartening and it starts to get a little bit difficult for you to get your you know 
or it's discouraging to other people as well. One hundred percent. If there's people of influence like not aren't supportive of, of what you're doing, you know, it's 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 uh, it's hurtful to the cause. You know what I mean? But uh, you know, I can't say that we had any trouble with uh, with the municipality or anything. They wanted to see it succeed in that school, and I think that just speaks volume, volumes of like the potential that the community has as far as like live music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But one thing I can say is that uh, we do need a proper facility in Timmins like mm. you know for live music Whether, like uh, you know the working class is cool you know but we have a limited capacity to operate Absolutely. it's just that you know we're the only dedicated live music venue in the city of Timmins everywhere else they have to you know bring stuff in Frankenstein it to yep. you know provide a live music venue we're very proud of being the one music venue in Timmins you know as cliche and cheesy as it sounds build it and they will come you know, if you have an amphitheater, you know, uh, a, a hall, a, co- a proper concert hall, that's going to attract, uh, you know, that's going to attract the acts. Oh, they've got a proper place to play. You know, mm-hmm. they're not Mickey Mouse operating something here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wish I, you know, I'm gonna, <laughs> you're going to catch a lot more bees with honey than vinegar. Is that <laughs> is that how like that analogy <laughs> yeah, that, goes? That makes sense. You yeah. know, so if you if you have like a sweet little facility set up for these bands, like they're going to come and you know. It's so much easier to to kind of facilitate this stuff going down, like a place like Sudbury with Bell Park. Or, yeah, absolutely. Or it's like just that, like right? look at like a you know an, an, an like a, a buyer of an NHL franchise, right? Or a city if they, they want an NHL franchise, they're going to the rink. They're going to build that multi million dollar complex to you know attract. War, to attract you know a team to that market. So it's just why is it any different when it comes to bands, right? It mm-hmm. sounds super cheesy, like I said, but build it and they will come. So that said. How have you felt about this recent debate with the fact that city council has been, uh, what is it, they voted seven to one? For the aquatic center. For the aquatic center and, and like eventually. Multi-use center, yeah. Yeah, multi-use center, something that's been, uh, do, do you, like I guess that that's not something that's dedicated to like a completely dedicated live event venue but something that could be utilized yeah, to throw larger events. It, that, that's totally cool. You know, obviously it has a multi-purpose complex and like apart from music, there's like, you know, just like anything like, uh, any type of complex of like, of that nature is a incredible resource to the community and, and, and a lot of people benefit. So I have nothing, no quarrels with that. But let's be honest, we need a proper music venue, you know, mm-hmm. apart from like athletics and stuff like that, like arts and culture need, need a forum, right? Yeah. You, fo- yeah. you, you build, you build something of that nature and it just fosters a whole new, a whole new culture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there could be the next huge artist stemming up from the small community. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, not to to- toot our own horn or anything, but since like the inception of the working class, there's been n- so many new bands that have been surfacing and stuff of that nature that, that is like super rewarding to see because this is like the breeding ground how like you know the next big thing generates it might you know might take like 10 years for a band to really sprout up from here but it's got to start somewhere right like you, you give them that nesting ground never well, know what's some, possible been some serious talent just come out of well, one timmins but northern ontario mm-hmm. and and uh even you know nearby quebec uh, some of the the bands that have come through working class have, have just been amazing, and the you know setting aside the whole debate from um, uh, you know live no live music in Timmins and no live events in Timmins, this idea that uh, we could potentially be a breeding ground for these bands and uh, for the like just artists in general and arts and culture in general, uh, you're right, you're right. If if we were willing as a community to make those kinds of investments and not just see ourselves as that you know so i'm going to take my monocle off here and be the, oh, be okay. the business guy here okay <laughs> it's gonna be the, <laughs> the monocle. i i 100 agree i yeah. think we do it but how do you do it sustainably because it is difficult to, to hmm. come in come in with an idea like that or do something or build an amphitheater build a dedicated concert hall that just bleeds bleeds money because then it's easy that's easy for people to jump on and easy to get essentially a right wing type individual fiscal conservative to say no this is a bad idea let's get rid of it let's cut it Mm. whereas you have something that can be somewhat sustainable because like the working class obviously what you're doing is something that has a business sense to it has a a business argument to be had and if you build something that does not have the business argument how do you have because we can hey we can build a room for for quilters hey there's that's an art scene there's you know there's people doing it all four people in town who want to do it can go over there and do it, but is it worth that? Even if there were a hundred people doing it, is, it is there enough that? people buying quilts or, or to, is there enough revenue market. coming yeah. through there to support this kind of so place, right? All, all legitimate things to, to kind of 
keep in mind. And that's something that we have to keep in mind daily when running with the working class, right? Is this sustainable? Does it make sense? We truly feel that it is, right? The, the fact is that you need to get somebody who is informed and knows that industry. Like I said, you're not going to call a plumber to fix your car. You're going to get a mechanic to do that if you want the job done properly. So why are you just putting on a, ha- a chef's hat to anybody in the kitchen and expecting top tier results? It's not happening. So point. what you need to do is you need to, if you're serious about a venture, you need to do it properly. You need to seek consultation from people who have experience and knowledge in that field in order to ensure success. So I think it's extremely f- viable if you do it properly. You mm-hmm. keep it within, you know, you're not trying to shoot down the moon with a slingshot, so to say. Yeah. And if you have somebody who... This analogy is coming one after the other. But it's just so simple. Yeah. It's just yeah. such a simple concept that... You know, get the amphitheater or just like have a, a, a contingency plan. And then if you have a facility like that that's available to the public, it's not just myself that's going to go utilize it. That's going to attract yeah. different people. Yeah. People from uh, another market could step in and, and, you know, a touring production company or whatever. But the fact of the matter, if it's not there and, it, and it's, if, it's, if it is a city complex, you know what I mean? Then it's already going to be multi-purpose. They'll find a way to use it. Yeah. You know of what course. I mean? To make as much money but, as possible. Conference uh, center, if any, like yeah, anything, whatever. right? Like Absolutely. Just, like, all. Live music is not just going to be the end all and be all about it. But, you know, typically, like, you know, the aquatic center, that's, that's cool. That's great. That's going to be a huge benefit to the community on mm-hmm. numerous levels. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know, We, as far as music goes, you need a dedicated venue yeah. that's uh, s- s- straight up. I think it's very sustainable. You just need to get the right players in place to uh, to ensure its success. And I think traditionally, like no one's really looked at Timmins as this hotspot or hub of you know cultural activity, where it, everything's kind of always been underground. You know, it's never really been in the forefront. We've all been always been a mining community, right? Well, just say it, it's like I just think Timmins catches a raw deal so many times. Like you're watching even the CBC dogs Timmins. I'm going to go on the, on record saying the dog and <laughs> Timmins. Like you see their you hear their weather reports on the national and just stuff like that. Like the touch Sudbury and stuff like that. Yo, do you forget there's like fifty thousand people yes. that are here and so many yes. mines that just feed the freaking province? You yeah. know what I mean? Like don't act like Timmins is not here. We all know that Timmins is here. And like like did to be you, fair, a lot of people don't know Timmins. No, but it's <laughs> it's. Just like you know, just open a book or something. Yeah. Like look at a map. Like yeah. are the are maps like cut off at a certain point? Like once you reach northern Ontario. But it's just like I just th- don't think it's like specifically to our you know the music scene or like bands. Right? Like just like everybody forgets about northern Ontario, and it's sad because it's just such a vital part of our country. Oh, and everything, of course, you know? of course. People forget that there's so much more north of. Well, we were we were talking about this last week, saying that there's really not a whole lot. Um, uh, of people down south that would acknowledge anything past North Bay, right? North Bay is pretty remote. I'm pretty sure pretty that remote. Well, isn't anything south of like Barrie, tr- USA? That, that's <laughs> Michigan, right? Or or northern a land of the free, the land of the free. Yes, upper New York, yeah. upper, no, upstate? Upper, upstate New York. Upstate New York. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, you know what we're talking about, like uh, Southerners generalizing the North. I generalize oh, the South yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Kitchener, that's Toronto. What's the difference? Uh, London, Toronto. What's the difference? Yeah, it's all Toronto, Brampton, Toronto. Every, everything's Toronto to me. You know. <laughs> I don't but really see a huge, too much of it. But yeah, difference. I guess like you know, being a smaller community, you got to expect that. But like, I don't know, it just kills me when the CBC dogs. Us. Would, you know especially what I mean? CBC, you know, we're paying for that shit. Well, it's <laughs> not even that we're paying yeah, about that stuff. You want to, you want to be real Canadian, uh, can, 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 Canadian. If you want to be real Canadian, like, and you're not even reaching up here, like, this is Canadians it gets. Yeah, like, good point. And uh, I don't know. It's it's just I feel like we get dogged, man. Like we just mm. get dogged on like like the national. We get dogged on like. Just like even when like CBC Sudbury's come covering stuff and we're not even getting a nod. Like Tamiskaman Shores shoe. getting some hits. Much love to Tamiskaman Shores, beautiful spot and stuff like that. But come on, man. We're come in Timmins right now. Timmons. We got we got some stuff Please. going on. You know, and, and and that's true. And I think the the more that that stuff comes to light, the more that it'll be, um, we will see that exposure. At least I'm hopeful. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. That's why know? I stuck around, you know, like that's why I want to do cool stuff here. That's why I want to like put well, my focus in 
show on the road, right? Uh, absolutely. And yeah. it's just people always ask, like, Yo, why are you still rolling in Simmons and stuff like that? And it's just like, well, it's fun. It's like, but there's good people here. Uh, there's a need for it here because, like, nobody else yep. is doing it. And, like, we're doing super well with it. It's fun. Uh, man, we love Timmins. Oh, Timmins is fun. It's home. It is fun. You know, as crazy, crazy as it is sometimes. It's, it's pretty crazy. It is crazy. But it's a lot of fun. Well, I think it's time for uh, another beer. Yes, I and think actually, it's a great, we, a great time uh, for another beer. We didn't get to describe the beer yet, so I guess I'll, I'll get into the description yeah. beer while Corey uh, cracks a couple more open. Timmins after dark. Uh-oh. It's getting a little blue. Ooh. We're gonna st- start talking about like transhumanism, like we did, <laughs> like we did before the podcast started. Yes, yes. So uh, the fun stuff uh, today. What we're drinking today is uh, Collective Arts Brewing, and it's their Rhyme and Reason Extra Pale Ale, uh, brewed in Hamilton, uh, Ontario, Canada. It's an American pale ale, which I guess is a little bit dark, different than the regular pale ales. Uh, generally. They're a little bit higher in uh, alcohol content. I'm sure John uh, Belanger is going to be oh, just ripping, right a, now, oh, yeah. ripping apart my uh, description. So I'll give you the uh, commercial description. Rhyme and Reason Extra Pale Ale, American-style pale ale. The flavor of aroma, citra, centen- centennial, chinook, and Simcoe hops prevail without excessive bitterness and for maximum drinkability. Uh, it's... This beer is rated on ratebeer.com at 97, style 99. I did find the rate. 97 beer. out of 99? 97 and style was 99. Oh, uh, shit. So, uh, but I do find a rate. Nailed rate the dismount. Yeah. <laughs> ratebeer.com was a little bit higher in the rating than Untapped and some of the other ones, but they are essentially were all in the either high 70s or in the 80s. So, uh, I guess it's actually supposed to be a very good beer. I, uh, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's 5.7%, like I said. Uh, pretty good i actually don't mind it it's uh if you like a hoppy beer or if you don't like a hoppy beer this might be a good attempt to uh introduce you into more of the hoppy beers because it's not too hoppy and pleasant, yeah. like a little tr- transition beer yeah yeah like i could see myself catching a fizz off a couple of these yeah, yeah it's good it's good beer it's not uh i think it's the same and i don't want to describe uh, or compare it too much to the my favorite beer right now which is the muskoka detour but uh it's it's got a little bit of those same properties you can drink enough of them without getting totally plastered or too and full. Yeah, exactly. It's not too hoppy. It doesn't like sit bloaty. Yeah, and it's not too bitter in the mouth. You know, it's a it's a good beer. I've I enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah, approved. We will tag them in the. What would you give a uh, top ten? Top ten. Uh, out of ten. 10. Sorry, one out of ten. What would you give? Them? One out of ten. Um, just to leave room for improvement, I'm going to give seven and a half. No, that's unfair. I'm just being stupid. You jerk. Eight. 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 John, yourself? I am, uh, I'm typically don't find a beer like a pale ale like too, too easy to drink. Mm-hmm. I find it t- fills you up cr- pretty quick. But this is a, this is a nice, like, smooth, smooth yep. beer that you could uh, obviously have a few. Walk home with a lean and feel pretty good about yourself after. So, so, so your rating is? I'm going to go with. An eight. An eight? Leave oh, room man, for improvement. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind it. I just uh, don't like giving up high scores. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to give it a seven, but that is, that in my book, that'd be a good. What are you, a French judge? Well, I'm just going to be Why? like, yo, I'm going to like. Judge. You're always giving bad scores. <laughs> no, I'm going to give them like a nine just because they get all hyped <laughs> on it. And then just like, you know, energy just breathes. So they'll be like, yo, dude, give us a nine. <laughs> okay, we're just going to make the best batch next go. time. So it's just like. I think it's kind of cool too. You do see all the art on all these different bottles. It's kind of yeah. neat. And Corey, uh, you were looking at something about that. Yeah, it's true. Uh, apparently, well, they, I, I was able to watch the short video on their website that that talked a little bit about um, what their mission was, and it's it's really good that Wait. this is the beer that we're drinking tonight. Uh, especially all the talk that we've had about arts and culture and communities. Um, all the labels are designed uh, by different artists i guess they they've utilized their labels to um to feature different artists and also uh if you go and download the blipper app uh in the app store and that's blipper b-l-i-p-p-a-r and you scan the label um you have access to uh different uh short films or um 
music as well, music downloads. So it's actually a really, uh, really cool concept that they've been able to infuse um, arts and culture and film and music and that kind of stuff uh, with their brewing process. So uh, hats off to them at Collective Arts and their Rhyme and Reason Extra Pale Ale is pretty amazing. Yeah. It looks like uh, the artists are from all over the map too. Yeah. Like Toronto, yeah. Detroit. Got Detroit. I've seen and got Milan, Italy. Ooh, that's hard as well. Getting international. Anyways, no, well, technically I... The, the states would be international as well. This is our Hamilton company. Yeah, good, good point. Your head out your ass. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> Oh yeah. So no, this is uh, this is the stuff we're drinking tonight. So uh, we're gonna post a link up to that. Uh, what is it? Their website, and we're gonna tag their social media on our. We'll link them somehow. Post. Like yeah. their Facebook page somehow. We'll get to some bullshit. Hopefully they send us some yeah. free t-shirts some or somewhere. Beer and bullshit. Free. Yeah, beer and bullshit t-shirts. <laughs> so we're we, working on merch. Hey, we were. Uh, well, we are working on merch, so we'll try to get that uh, set up sooner or later. Uh, so we've been kind of talking about the beer and the the bar stuff lately. So let's get into the bullshit here. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk a bit about bullshit, John. Feel free to jump in whenever you uh, whenever you want. Yeah, I talk shit all the time. He talks go. a lot of bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> one thing one thing I saw today and made me kind of like giggle and made me uh, kind of wonder was uh, well, first of all, Trump meeting uh, the president of uh, Mexico to talk about the uh, talk about and he sucked his dick. Oh, essentially, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like some people. Like I read that, and it's like some people. This is like enraging some people. Like it's like he's going to Mexico. How dare he? Oh, but it was you know? even worse. The the Mexican president actually like sat there and said, "Well, when when what is it? When he gave his speech afterwards after their meeting, said something like there were a lot of misunderstandings about <laughs> Trump, and they had a, a he he felt very hopeful that he would be able to work with. Oh, that's all bullshit. He just, that's he just figured bullshit. like in that meeting that. he's going to be able to woo him. It's like after this meeting he's not building the wall. He's not. No, <laughs> no. He even actually acknowledged the wall. Yeah. He said hey, it's a country's right. To set up a physical barrier. It's all bullshit. It's all uh, bullshit. And this, was, and this was the Mexican prime minister yeah. that yeah. said that? Yeah, he, he, has a, he has to say that. He's in, he might have to work along the side, this guy. Somehow. I guess so. Well, I guess on the other side of the wall. That's haunting. Uh, <laughs> on the other side of the I wall. guess in the other room. Uh, so he does not work. But if you, if you look at that too, Trump actually never said who's going to pay for it. That was a big thing. He just said, we will build a wall. And someone asked him who's going to pay for it. He's like, we'll figure that out later. No, not that like Obviously, it's, it's bullshit. It's a, I'm sure the Mexican president. Like, but fuck but off, if you notice, like, yeah, but then you know, once the wallets have to open, it's a different conversation. If that's even being still brought to the table, because I feel like that's a topic like he brought up or very very early when he was like a candidate, right? Like it's not like something that's really gaining steam right now. Is like yo, he's building a wall. No, he mentioned he was building a wall. I don't know how. Like, that was back when he didn't want to win. <laughs> yeah, now he's yeah. could <laughs> potentially win, so he can't build that wall. But but. It, one thing, uh, one this thing is I a fucking sideshow. This whole thing oh, is nice. just insane. It's like, Bless. do you watch this car crash and call for help, or do you just like let it ride? But what about this wall? Okay, I think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But Hoover Dam, God, that God. was a make work project. That yeah, was okay. That was a dig a hole, fill a hole project. Could this wall become a make work project? Could this be the next Hoover Dam, the Trump wall? Well, Could he, that he FDR? Just, was just, it FDR that, that built the the Hoover Dam? I'm assuming or Hoover. We do have the internet, but, but it, no, FDR was FDR was World War Two. This was uh, during uh, this was during the Great Depression. No. That he I built a home, like just to create employment. So it's it, just like it, employment's it, down right now. Let's give them something to do. Essentially, you know, had the federal like, economic action plan. You know, where they the federal government threw money everywhere to build different things across the uh, the, the, the country. That was stimulus. Little. It's it's the original stimulus program, and it was built by who there, Mister? Uh, no, no, no. Well, it, checking it's, out the, we're, we're the factual out. Wikipedia this to make sure that I'm, <laughs> we're correct. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm about the dam Wikipedia. was controversially named after President Herbert Hoover. Uh, oh, damn it was. It was constructed between 1931 and 1936 during the Great Depression and was dedicated on September 30th, 1935 by President FDR. Yeah, but we, he was just... right. So who was the president Again. Doing, well, during the construction and during the, uh, the approval of it? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's but what anyways, I want to know, Mr. McGee. Anyways, we don't need to know was, that. If, he was a pre- if FDR was president in... Sorry, was he president <laughs> in the 40s? I don't know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's no way he was president before the 30s. He he only had two terms. So, and actually, he didn't even finish for all two terms. He yeah. there's no bloody way that he was president uh, when he 
Okay, put it into okay, practice. okay, you're right. You're yeah, right. exactly. Anyways. You know what, Corey, it takes okay, a big man, <laughs> takes a big man to admit he's wrong, and I'm happy that you're ready to admit you're wrong. You're a big man. Good job. Yeah, John knows I don't ever admit I'm wrong. <laughs> he doesn't. He's just <laughs> can't budge. I'm an extremely stubborn guy. But it's, it's cool. We're going from FDR to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you can't. You can't compare. Them you can't projects. definitely. Like, not. He's not. This is not the same thing. But but um, like I, I wonder, like the the core of the wall, like is going to be like, like what's the, what's this wall going to look like? I don't know, but the, that would be a massive wall. Definitely. Like I, I think I read a Vice News article. Vice News, if you follow them on on Facebook or yeah, like wherever. Vice News is cool until they tell you like I jerked off for a week. And this is what happened to my dick. They have stupid, they have stupid articles like that. Is this like? But his news went from like, yo, these are some of the most legit stories around to like, to like oh, I said yes to everything for the next week, and I almost ended up dead. What is happened? It, what happened to the like? They're letting anybody write yeah. from now. I'm leaving here, and I'm going to write a piece for Vice. Yeah. And uh, it's I don't know, but it's pretty entertaining. But they've been skewering uh, Donald Trump recently. Like that's yeah. it. That's uh, every, well, everything they get. I think everybody but Fox News might skew him. O'Reilly actually did a decent job. I'll give. I, I'm not an O'Reilly fan usually, but he he had his interview with uh, Trump, and he uh, he actually brought him to task on some stuff, which I was actually pretty surprised about for being the Fox News guy. Literally, mm-hmm. maybe one of the he's Papa Bear, right? Yeah, Papa Bear, mainstay of freaking Fox News. <laughs> Fox News. I almost said fuck news, but just about. <laughs> and, Fox uh, news. No, but uh, one thing I thought was interesting uh, with Trump. So he's been trying to court the black vote. He went to, you know, Lansing, Michigan. <laughs> he's having a, up. a hell of an approach. <laughs> and, you know, he's saying, you know, uh, you know, we got to help them, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not trying to downplay with saying blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he, he went on. To, we got to help the black uh, community. You know, what do you have to lose? Yeah, yeah that was my but favorite one. He, well, while he's saying this to white people, he wasn't, wasn't saying to black people. And, and he then, referred to, please tell me he didn't refer to them as them. Oh, I'm sure he has. Oh, yeah. Uh, those people, he said, yeah, those he people said, 20 times. No, me was the what, like, um, African-American voters, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Vote for me. What do you have to lose? Things That's, are terrible what a, now. What a slogan. Everyone's is that a shirt? You. Vote for Trump. What, what do, do you have, have to lose? lose? You see that all, in, all the, in all these urban markets? Well, you go from President Obama, who's clearly pro-black, well, <laughs> to Trump. What do you have to lose? Yeah. Trump, what do you have to lose? <laughs> 2017, you know? But so he goes for constitutional convention so that they can amend the constitution and allow a third term for president and vote for Barack go. Obama. Simple as that. But so they they went from or he's trying he's going from this trying to court court the black vote to Kaepernick sitting at during the national oh, anthem, yeah. not getting up at, for uh, an exhibition game. First of all, you hear about this? I'm surprised yeah. somebody watched an, uh, an exhibition exhibition NFL <laughs> game. Pre- pre- does, who, who sees preseason games? But so he sits there, doesn't stand up during an national anthem. Trump goes on record saying, "If you don't like this country, get out." While this guy's trying to do a protest for essentially, you know, Black Lives, not Black Lives Matter, yeah, but black lives essentially matter. Black, you know, civil rights and all that. He's doing a protest, a personal protest to that, and. Trump then goes around and turns around and says, "Get out of this country if you don't like it." Yeah, I don't know. So what, NFL- what is it? Support black movement, support support whatever, or <laughs> shit on him completely? Like that—that's not helping yeah, your cause. Yeah. I, I just find like at the, at this point in time, like obviously he's pretty passionate about something. If he's taking that much of a standing yeah, good for him, uh, no, I'm I'm speaking oh, like Colin oh, Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But it's just like sorry. just like no. the the <laughs> league, like the NFL itself is a joke. It's a li- it's a league that like you know accepts somebody who is notoriously known for domestic abuse, yep. murder, sexual assault, yeah. rape, and stuff. These are people. People, like that's the only league you could be glorified after being, you know, persecuted or not persecuted. Dog but fighting. yeah, it's it's yeah, crazy. Like yeah. this is a league that supports all these dudes, you know. And then the like, Colin Kaepernick sticks up for like a Black Lives Matter movement, and like he's getting the war. Like he's he's getting like there's pigeons flying over. Yeah, him, you know? I it's saw not cool. I saw a Twitter post which was like which seemed pretty like on point for this. Was um there was Black Lives? It was like kind of oops, oh, sorry good pod bad, bad good pod, pod. Anyways, good um is uh white every people time, white people about, i know i know i'm gonna keep doing it it's because we drink when we do this right <laughs> uh it was black lives matter movement protests white people say black people should protest uh uh peacefully yeah <laughs> black guy sits down during national anthem quietly and says nothing not like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like that. I don't know. It's a crazy world. Everybody's sensitive. Everybody has a 
It's the internet, man. Everybody can say anything they want right now with zero accountability. It's a it's shameless world almost. Oh, but, it is. Um, Ano- anonymity yeah uh, absolutely everybody's uh you know you're an internet tough guy you you have the world's loudest voice when you're behind that keyboard but you know when it comes yeah. time to actually you know speak speak up truly about it uh i don't know people people fall but i don't know there's shit like isis out there man and people are talking about like crazy yeah. stuff no it's true it's man. crazy like it's, it's just true. like such trivial stuff to deter us from like actual real issues oh, out still in the going world. on Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, it's just, you know, it might not be talked about, but I'm sure oh. it's going on. I, oh, yeah, absolutely, it's I going on. I don't know what's happening. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to show, <laughs> I was like... Busy, you know, I was busy with that. Was like, well, it's oh. just... Yeah, like, the news is, like, all focused on Colin Kaepernick, you know, yeah. a football player, when it's there's some fucking shit. real yeah. injustices yeah. in the world yeah. taking place. It's just, like, a mask. It's, like, it's almost furiating. And it's just, like, okay, keep these fools, like, entertained with this. No, Let and, the and that's a good play. point. But, but to be fair, though, like, what... Like, that's just the symptoms of... And... I'm going to go real lefty on this. Symptoms of a capitalist society, right? It's what whatever's going to get the most clicks, whatever's going to get... Like, these people are... These corporations are just reacting to what we're going to consume. I'm going to tell you what's going to get some clicks. Oh, shit. Here we go. It's going to say this, this podcast really about racist. to blow up. This, this podcast is about to blow up. No, go on Facebook and click and like beer and bullshit. There you go. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's oh, what's going to get some clicks. There's, no con- there's no controversy. Just good subject and good discussion. <laughs> good. Of course. No. No, it's uh, there. there's a lot. I think everybody could sit here and, and really actually acknowledge that there are way more important issues going on out there in the world than what we worry about or even care about on a day-to-day basis. But I think that speaks more to the fact that people feel so disempowered. Uh, they feel like their voice doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah disenchanted. And, and they really feel like their, their, their voice, their, um, w- what they think, what they, they can do means nothing. Um, people think that what they do, if they donate to charity, it means nothing uh, because it's really you're just helping the administration of that foundation or whatever. And all this shit has been really shoved down our throats to say that we don't matter. What we what we say, what we do doesn't matter. And uh, you know, just doing just doing shit like what we're doing right now is is probably speaking to the fact that you know what what we do does matter you can't absolutely and like hats off to colin kaepernick for doing that because it's not too often that you see a person of of uh you know influence of his nature use it uh in a positive light right like obviously he's standing up for something he's very passionate and truly believes about and regardless of of your stance on it uh yeah i think we could all agree that he he's standing up for a very um relevant and very very important well he's one of that the the minority of people that are actually standing up and saying you know what like I it, one he has a platform, yeah. So he's utilizing that platform to say something. Absolutely. Like I wasn't a Colin Ka- like I w- I was not a Colin Kaepernick fan prior to this, but now like, I have a quite a bit more respect for him. And like you know, until he got the Super Bowl, I'm not a fan. Sorry, no. Yeah, <laughs> he did get like the Super Bowl, a, and then he choked. Then he choked a few times after that on myself. the way. But uh, the thing is, so like, I, the I, I legit, know. like I cheered against him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, in previous games and stuff like that. But I think, uh, despite uh, off the football field, he's a champion of humanity. Yeah. There's a man, there's a player, right? Yeah. No, that's uh, uh, that's very true, and uh, and I think that, uh, or I would hope to see that there's going to be more professional athletes and more celebrities and people with uh, with platforms utilizing those platforms to spread those positive messages. Yeah, so. less turds like the Kardashians and stuff like that. You know that are just like what? you know, like you know prime. who you know who 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 nailed that right down is the Simpsons. Halloween, I, I forget which treehouse treehouse of horrors. It was, but uh, like the, the advertisements, if you ignore it, they just die. They go away. If yeah, they look yeah, away, yeah. they just die. Yeah, well, I think I, I, we should adapt that principle. And it's just like that. I think that like encompasses in everything that's completely wrong with like, you know, pop culture and everything. It's like a card. I'm like, that sucks. We give these people limelight, you know, and like, it's just so empty, right? It, it, it has it, no weight. It's no substance. It's just like it's just a machine, and it just consumes itself. It's just like a dog chasing his tail. There's no objective to it. It's it's just so mindless. And like I'll probably get shit on for talking. Yeah, but you know, no, but it's but just like it, this is bullshit, show, right? But doesn't it doesn't it at least show how susceptible we are to bright lights? 
I, you know? yeah, oh, absolutely. And Flashy I think, things. you know, and I think, oh, look at that, a blue car. But uh, <laughs> I'm not impressed by the, much. I love the Simpsons references. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> oh like, you can't, you can't, you can't, we can't be given, given attention to that. We're feeding, we're feeding the, the beast with that. Yeah. No, it's true. I think, uh, and I have to say, like, I, I took my entire summer off this summer. And I, I have to admit that I, uh, I took. You the son time. of a <laughs> I know, I know. Everybody hates me for it. I, I, I shouldn't brag about that shit. Dear Lord, we talked about this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, video. yeah. If oh, you want to find Corey oh, McGee. the beaches of yeah. Normandy. Do you think his grandfather stormed the beaches of Normandy? For so him he to can take, take it off all pat summer? Pat leave? Yeah. Do you think his, dad, his grandfather took Pat leave? Yeah, I want to. No, no, no. no. But you he, have he took a shot of whiskey. At 19 years old, his yeah. grandfather is storming the beaches of Normandy. Get on a merchant marine boat to get over to the other side of the Atlantic and attack the Nazis. He's sitting in the state of the art facility. <laughs> Sipping on collective arts yeah, beer, yeah, you know? <laughs> the hipster dipster beer, and you're you're going up and, yeah. and going oh. on about concepts that these people never even dreamed of. Build a wall. But you forgot. You haven't. Le- <laughs> what? <laughs> but you, but you haven't let me finish though. What I said is I've taken the time to this to start time. to start what I consider a a lifelong self improvement project. But not and not to get all Tony Robbins on everybody oh, here. <laughs> no, but I, but I'm serious. I, I'm serious. It's just realizing what's or or trying to put a little bit of effort into realizing what's what's real, what's not, and and putting a little bit more time and effort into things that that really. I don't know. I want to say mean something or have some substance, right? It's like so just like this podcast. This, yeah. this podcast. Uh, this, some, this is some heavy shit right yeah. now. No, no. What I mean, like, so it's, less, it's true. What's, what's like, your, contr- what's your contribution? That's what we do. Yeah. We drink. Less, less Pornhub every day, just a bit more, more reading. <laughs> more, <or>? <laughs> less Pornhub, <laughs> more reading. Yeah, less Pornhub, shit more Tomsky. It got real deep. <laughs> Tomsky, Pornhub, uh, Pornhub. Uh, Pornhub. <laughs> Anyways, so we've been going for about uh, an hour now. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Not bad. Yeah? yeah. Does everybody want to have another beer just uh, while we uh, rhyme off some reasons why we should check out our podcast and uh, the working class on Instagram and Facebook and yes. everything? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are. Still yeah, good. we we looked. Yeah, this beer is pretty good. Fast, but if we're going to talk about Instagram, the working class looks a lot better on Instagram than it does in person. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's Perfect. just like no, no, no. Filters, that's just, yeah, that's a hell of an invention. That sepia filter is definitely the one that suits us best. But uh, no, Instagram anything could look good. But just come on down to see it yourself, you know. And you can see, yeah, it kind of looks like the Instagram post. Do you guys have a Facebook page? Uh, we do have stuff? a Facebook page. Uh, to be honest with you, like we're uh, social media is our best friend between. Facebook and Instagram, that's really what we use for promotions. Uh, we still do the gorilla way about it, Harambee style. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we still like, you know, way we do the, we, we do the, uh, we do, uh, you know, posters at, you know, key locations and stuff like that. That's obviously a, a grassroots thing that we continue to uh, continue the tradition. But uh, Facebook, the working class, uh, Facebook.com slash the working class bar, Instagram.com forward slash the working class bar i guess guess that's how that works but yeah just type in the working class bar and you'll find it timmins 182nd avenue uh if you want live music of any kind that's that's your stomping ground that's where you want to hang out or if you just want to have some beers or play some pool or talk bullshit with me beer and bullshit yo i invented the original (laughs) beer and bullshit we should should have one we should have yeah a live one from a saturday night with every drunken maniac (laughs) grabbing microphones from you guys no we we, we would do we'll do a live on location absolutely what what better place to taste uh, test out a couple beers right exactly i've seen i've seen Corey drink a few beers there before no never yeah i've seen both you guys actually sorry i don't frequent these i'm the chairman of an addiction services board I have not had a beer. That was not me. I was actually looking for a client. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was researching. researching. Uh, do you have reason. any uh, events you want to plug? Anything? Uh, yeah, we up? we got a lot coming up. Actually, like uh, the fall is uh, a, a busy, busy, busy time for like touring bands and venues and stuff like that. Summer's festival time. You know, everybody's okay. playing festivals. Yep. Everybody's doing that kind of stuff. But the fall has always been my favorite time to tour. When being in a, a musician or tour managing or doing merch or whatever. Uh, but this fall, we got a lot of stuff coming up. So I'm going to rhyme off like a few of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Give just her, man. some shameless self-promotion. And we'll post them on the, we'll post a link to all the events and everything on our, when we share this 
podcast on Friday. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so we're going to start off with a show like you might not. Yeah. If you're going to post it on Friday, it's going to be great because on Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 4th of September with the hazy tones, LaForge. And am I missing anybody, Corey? The punctual alcohol. Oh yeah, those guys are cool. Right. They're, they're new, cool new guys. Yeah, they're the best. They play big bacon fast. They got. A, they're playing the SNFU show that's coming up as well. So we got the Hazy Tones, the Forge, the Punctual Alcoholics on September fourth, yes. and then we have SNFU, which is crazy. That is going to be pretty cool. It's also on a like I'm just digging through my phone right now to see like it'd be like oh man this guy doesn't even know his own stuff. But uh, I, th- I believe it's the 25th, right? The let 20- me, let me uh, look yeah. it up here. S- SNFU. Oh, I definitely have my um, my reply in my... The RSVP? My, yeah, the RSVP is there. Forgot that word for a sec. I believe it's the 25th, though. I'm going to say, like, September 25th, we have Seminole Punk Legends. SNFU, who are a mainstay in, like, punk rock... And uh, they will be playing actually with the Punctual Alcoholics and also Blizzard Blast. Uh, we have came in in 45 on Friday, October 7th at the Working Class with Good Thing and also, also Calvin LeCourcier. We have the Creep Show on the 26th of September, which um, is our October. October. I'm in October now. Yes. October 26th. Um, October 26th. It's uh, the Creep Show. Who else we have with it? We got At Y. At the Atwater yeah, Boys. dude. Oh, I can't even forget. Those guys are way right, too good. These, those guys these are guys Battles are, of the Band champions, yes, man. Battle of the Band champions. Don't and mess they provide with them. the they provide the theme music for this podcast. There you, you know go. That, right? Yeah. Hope to have them on soon. Yeah, Let me no, get those, a live performance yeah, in the you, studio here. Yeah, don't get those the guys studio. in here. Those guys are animals, studio. man. The real studio. Like Nathan, you can't have that guy. You can't. Fuck no, man. He's gonna an wreck he's my gonna wreck. house. <laughs> if you if you uh, if you have that guy in here, he's gonna destroy uh-huh. the place. No, honestly, they are like I can't believe I forgot them. They are such a c- cool band. Like they work so hard and they put it, they bring out all their friends all the time. Like they are the coolest. Yeah. I love those dudes. So it's um, the creep show, all the wasted years, and Josh Robin. He's gonna kick off the evening with like an acoustic act, and then we have a few more to announce. We have one more really big show we're gonna announce uh, coming up. Everybody's gonna be pretty happy. It's like an OG band too, so people yeah. are gonna be like, oh, "Okay, ah. cool." Uh, Staying tight-lipped, are you? Yeah, I can't. You don't want to give us an exclusive. Well, the, the thing, the thing is, if I do say something and it falls through, they're gonna be like, "John's a piece of shit." <laughs> <laughs> lied to us. He lied to us on air. And then, like every time I walk somewhere, people are just gonna play back that recording, and I can't have that. No. And then, you know, things fall through. Like there's so many huge shows. I was like, yeah, I can't believe, you know, this is happening. And then it doesn't happen. So I don't want to catch myself with that. Uh, but of course, the Magnus Opus of it all on uh, December 16th, which is a Friday, Friday, December 16th, we have uh, Willem Scream, Protest the Hero, uh, Auras, Cyclamen, and who else knows what's happening? That's happening at the working class. So get your tickets. Tickets go on sale like tomorrow online. So uh, get them now, folks. Yeah. No, you really got to get your asses out like, gonna, right I'm, now. I'm right buying. now, whatever you're doing, doesn't yeah, matter. Go to the bar. Just go. Go to the bar. If you're listening to this after December 16th, still go to the bar. <laughs> Steal anything you have. Sell it. Get a ticket. It's just going to be crazy. But yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's tons of stuff. And like stuff pops up all the time. Like Things happen so short notice. Uh, but I don't know. A lot of cool thing, things happening. And that's only what we're doing. You know, There's other people in the city doing cool things with music and stuff too. So I don't know. Just keep your keep an keep eye your out. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ears to, peeled. So ears to the pavement? Never. Is that is that something? Ears, ears to, to the pavement. Yes. Does that make yes. sense? Ears That's to the pavement? The kids yeah. are saying yeah. it. I guess so. I think you know, I think That's so. pretty lit. Does that make sense? Yo, I'm <laughs> getting turned, fam. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck, we're we're getting do you, old. Do you have any uh anything to plug? No, I uh the only thing I would say is anybody who hasn't liked our beer and bullshit page, please go and like it, uh share it, do ask your mom to like it because you know your mom likes everything yep, on steal Facebook. her phone take everything. it everything everything yeah. like sometimes I have to call my mom and be like your mom you need to step off <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like, mom like stop that. texting me all the time you're doing group texts it, tri- it, trips, it trips me out when my mom texts me because well, it's yeah. just like this it's is cra- the world we live in now I know it's where like, our mothers mom. text us sometimes my mom sends weird emojis and I'm like I think she's using it wrong <laughs> mom <laughs> The That's eggplant the emoji is meant for something else. <laughs> it's not for groceries. Stop sending me the penis emoji. Just stop it. It's all like Please. the squirting. It's like, uh, <laughs> mom. 
So, John, you also wanted to do, um, uh, I know we were talking about this beforehand, but you wanted to, to do a little bit of a, uh, an announcement for the Creep Show show, Creep Show at Y show. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a, give, a giveaway, actually, right here, cool. exclusive to this podcast. So uh, these these guys are doing something phenomenal here with this podcast. It, it's just really really a highlight of, of just like arts, entertainment and stuff in the city of Timmins. Oh, so you. to thank kind you. of just Bye. roll with these guys, and thanks for having me in. We're going to give away a set of tickets to the Creep Show, all the ways to yours, Josh Robbins Show. So in order to do that, I think uh, all you have to do is share this podcast yeah, on Facebook. So share it. These guys are going to play favorites. Look at who shared it and yeah, then exactly then just want yeah just go i don't and then it. we'll filter and triage through all yeah. those people and be like, that guy's that guy. cool yeah he's cool i could girl, see i could see i could girl. i could see him at the show yeah front yeah. row <laughs> two tickets but yeah just share this podcast and uh yeah just don't tear us up too much no, not. <laughs> so if you haven't done so uh go check out the working class jay do you want to sign us off um uh, well, before I sign off, I just want to say uh, we are setting up. We, we have set up our YouTube page. We'll have some stuff oh, set up yes. on there soon. So we'll put all the uh, previous podcasts we've had on there onto there and uh, this current one. So uh, also follow that as well. Next to that, thank you very much. Have a great night. And uh, I, haven't, I still haven't figured you out how to sign off. You still haven't figured out how to sign off. Oh, man. I was you got to work right there. You got to work your stern. Something was going to come, and it really nothing didn't. Came, nothing came at all. That's you know what? It's been a problem in my life. Nothing has ever come. <laughs> Nothing has ever come. Ugh. Yo, I'll do the sign off on this one. Okay, that works. Go for it. Stay gold, Timmons. Cheers. Stay gold. Nice. <laughs>